0: Today on the Disney Wedding Podcast, we are talking all about what it's like to be a guest at a Disney's Fairy Tale wedding at Disneyland or at Walt Disney World. And you will find, if you are invited to one of these, that it is unlike any other kind of wedding you've ever been to, in a good way. (laughs) And today we are going to talk about what those differences are because there are some things that you might not be aware of or that might be significantly different from going to a traditional in-town wedding, especially since for many people, when you're in to a Disney wedding it means that you have to travel. So today my guest is Hope who is a former Disney bride like myself. She got married at Disneyland, I got married at Disney World and we've both been guests at Disney weddings. Hope has racked up many Disney weddings at Disneyland so she has a lot of advice there and then I can tell you what it's like to be a guest at a Disney World wedding. So welcome Hope!
1: Hi, Carrie. Thanks for having me on the show again.
0: It's great to have you on the show. It was really fun talking to you about your Disneyland wedding. And I think this is going to be great now because not only have you been a guest at a lot of the Disney weddings, but you have the perspective of someone who was also a bride, so you can share both sides of the coin. Absolutely. So first, let's talk about the biggest component of a Disney's fairy tale wedding for most guests, and that is having to travel to the wedding. Now, for a Walt Disney World wedding, unless you live in Orlando, you are going to have to travel maybe a long way, maybe just an hour in the car, but it is a destination wedding for most people. Disneyland weddings tend to not be destination weddings because so many local brides have Disneyland weddings. But, you know, often people from the Pacific Northwest or from Northern California or some of the other Western states and people from the East Coast who just love Disneyland uh, will choose that as their venue. So Hope is going to go over some of the differences and what you would need to consider if you're going to a Disneyland wedding. But let's just start with Walt Disney World. Um, The first thing you should know is that with any Disney vacation because this that's basically what you're going to be doing is going on a Disney vacation you need to make your plans well in advance and most Disney brides are really good about being on top of this they will send you information a year or more out if they have it so you will be getting everything you need well in advance. But because Disney World is so popular, especially at holidays, it can be very important to book as soon as you know that you are definitely going. And you can always cancel your reservations too. If you have a package, you have to cancel 45 days before. But if you do a room only, which is where you just book the hotel room and you don't buy a package that includes maybe a meal plan or park tickets, those can be canceled up to five days before you go. So better to Book it now, cancel it later, than to be caught out because the wedding is taking place in the week between Christmas and New Year's and suddenly there are no rooms left at the resort. So if you do have to fly, it can be good to know that as a general rule of thumb, the cheapest days of the week to fly are Tuesday and Wednesday, followed by Saturday. So if you have a weekend wedding, sometimes, and you know, you can't get a lot of time off work, sometimes your hands are tied, you have to fly out on a Friday and in on a Sunday. But like our wedding was on a Monday, and so our guests were able to fly in on a Saturday and fly out on a Tuesday, and they saved a ton of money on their flights that way. Now, the other thing to know is that flight prices usually start to go down between 4 and three months out. So if you do have a year, you don't necessarily need to buy your flights now unless it's like over Thanksgiving or some really popular time to fly. You might want to wait because the prices, Dave Marks at Passporter.com calls them the wish list price because it's like the airlines, the farther out you are, the, the more the airlines will try to get out of you. And the closer in you are, the more they're willing to discount. So do try to wait till that three or four month window to start looking because you'll get some better deals. So now, Hope, why don't you talk about traveling to Disneyland for a wedding?
1: Okay, hey, well, I well we're local, so we've got to have it really easy, and we just have to drive down. But the best advice would be to cushion for time because we've noticed that over the past, well, it's always the same, but over the past few years, it seems that traffic has gotten even worse. For an 11.30 uh, start time, we usually try to leave the house by 8, which sounds really crazy early. But there's just so much traffic going on and it's better to be early than late. Um, Case in point, we had a wedding a couple weeks ago. It was during the week, middle of the day, and it took us two hours to get to Disneyland and it's only like 30 miles away. So that was kind of a nightmare situation. But luckily we just knew to cushion for time and got there with, uh, I think, 20 minutes to spare before the ceremony started. So yeah, I think that's the best thing. I, I think most of the people that I know were also locals. So I think they're in the same boat of just having to drive down or drive up depending on where they're from. Um, and also just say, I guess if you're staying um, near the hotels, which is what you were going to talk about next um, also cushion for time because um, you don't necessarily have to drive because everything is so approachable uh, by walking, but the area around the resort becomes really congested. And I remember one time we were at a wedding this summer and we stayed at the Hilton, which is just surrounding Disneyland. And we wanted to go around the perimeter of Disneyland to park in the theme park parking to go back into the parks. And it took us an hour to go the perimeter of Disneyland. Whoa. Because, yeah, because the traffic around was just so terrible.
0: Um, I think that's a really good point. Also, if you are not staying at a Disney resort at Disneyland, if you're staying at one of the motels surrounding Disneyland and you're going to take a shuttle, you know, those, especially in the middle of the day, they don't run regularly. So be sure you know how often they run, leave enough time so that if you do have to wait a half an hour for a shuttle, you won't be late to the wedding. Right. Yes. Alright, so now let's talk a little bit about where to stay and when to book. Uh, This is another thing that's a little more crucial at Walt Disney World than at Disneyland, but hope we'll talk about that difference in a second. Um, Usually Walt Disney World weddings, if they're having what's called a wishes wedding, and you probably won't really know what kind of wedding they're having at Disney, but you could ask the bride, or basically if they're having more than 20 guests, they're probably having a wishes wedding. So. If they're doing a Wishes Wedding, generally Disney requires them to set aside a block of rooms for their guests, which can be a bonus for you because it guarantees that there will be rooms available, which is crucial during a high-traffic time like a holiday like Fourth of July or uh, at the holidays between Christmas and New Year's. And they also give you a discount. So the bride and groom will probably have provided you with this information, but if they haven't, certainly ask them about it because there's a special phone number you call to book your room. Uh, These are usually room-only reservations in order to get the wedding discount. If you do decide that you want to buy the dining plan or you want to take advantage of a promotion that would give you the free dining plan, then you would not be able to book in the bride and groom's block and use their discount. You would have to use that as a separate discount, but it's very helpful to the bride and groom if you then provide them your reservation number because then they will still get credit for the number of rooms that they have to fill from your reservation, even though you didn't book through the wedding department. So that can be super helpful if you're on top of that. Um, What hotel should you stay at? Obviously, if you stay on property, it's going to be a lot easier to get around. They may also have provided transportation, which we're going to talk about in a second, but generally... If they do provide transportation, your best bet is to stay at one of the hotels they list when they tell you, hey, we're having a wedding, we have a room block, the room's set aside X, Y, and Z. If you pick one of those resorts, it's going to be so much easier because you won't have to transfer or travel to a resort where their bus or their van or whatever picks you up. It'll You'll be staying there already.
1: So at Disneyland, being local, we don't necessarily have to worry about where to stay but every now and again, we, we do enjoy staying closer to the parks just so we can ensure that we get to the wedding on time. As far as off-property, we enjoy the Hilton Hotel at the convention center because it's really close and the prices are a little bit cheaper than the Disneyland on-property hotels. And the amenities are nice. It's like a nice hotel. The only thing I, I, we don't necessarily like about it is the theming. It's just, it just seems a little cold and unfriendly. But considering that it is very clean, um, we enjoyed that one. And also like walking to from there to the Grand Californian, which is where a lot of the weddings are held, was only about 20 minutes. And I know it sounds like a long walk, but that's mostly because the blocks are really long. It's it's just two, a two-block walk, but the blocks are so long that it does take about 20 minutes to get to the Disneyland Hotel area. And then I know our family, uh, when they came for our wedding, they sit at the Best Western on Catella and Disneyland Drive, which is where we recommended because we knew a lot of them weren't going to be able to make it into the parks. So we felt that it would be easier if they stayed on the side of the resort that was closest to where all of the uh, wedding activities were going to be, which is just the hotel area. So we definitely recommend the Best Western on Catella and Disneyland Drive and the Annabella Hotel. Um, And then as far as on property, the the one we like the best and that ends up being the cheapest is the Paradise Pier Hotel. Uh, we stay there frequently and we like that the rooms are a little bit bigger. And we, I don't know if it's just our luck, but we always seem to be get pixie dust when we're there. As far as like a, maybe like a room upgrade or just nicer cast members or little freebies like snacks uh, when we come back to our room and that kind of stuff. Which isn't always guaranteed, but it's nice and it's why we always tend to favor that hotel. And then I know you were talking earlier about room blocks, so just to mention Disneyland uh, fairy tale wedding does not require brides and grooms to guarantee a number of rooms, but they do offer discounts on select rooms in the resort, which they put on the uh, couple's wedding website through Disney fairy tale weddings. So there is a little bit of a discount, but in at least this summer, the weddings that I went to, the discounts didn't seem very significant. it was it was a, I guess a pricey time of year because summer. So we just chose to stay off property or just drive from home. But I just thought it was worth mentioning because, you know, the the room block does seem to be an issue for Walt Disney World couples.
0: Yeah, and that's a good point because actually the discounts at Walt Disney World for the room blocks also vary by time of year. And often the general public discounts are better than the Disney's Fairytale Weddings room block rates. By the same token, sometimes the wedding rate will be amazing compared to what's being offered to the general public. So don't feel like you have to book through the couple's room block, but please do, if you book another way through a travel agent on your own, on their website, um, using some sort of discount code, please do provide your number, the reservation number to the bride and groom so that they will get credit for your stay even though you didn't book using their block.
1: Right. And, and there's also just shop around. I know like Costco tends to have certain deals where, with uh, ticket packaging, which is also, I'm not sure if Walt well, Disney World also has uh, park ticket discounts for wedding guests, but I know Disneyland does. Um, they tend to be a little bit cheaper than actual ticket prices. But if it's during the time of year, for instance, where, like if you're a Southern California resident and you want to come down, there's, uh, I think in the beginning part of the year, there's a ticket special where like you get two parks for the price of one. Which is sometimes ends up being a better deal than what you are given through the wedding department, or the the now they have something called the Twilight tickets, which is half price tickets after four p.m. because you know it's after the weddings have ended. So guess if they feel like going into the park and go at half a price. So just definitely like look around and and shop the deals before you officially book through the um, couples sites. Yeah,
0: I would add that um, mouseplanet.com. Every Monday, sometimes Tuesday, they release a Disneyland update and a Disney World update. And their Disney, both updates have these, but the Disneyland update is usually more fruitful because there are more discounts. At the bottom of the update, they list all the publicly available discounts, including military discounts, Costco, you know, buy them at Vons or whatever. So that can be a great way to see if there's a discount available on passes. While Disney World, there is a discount extended to get of Disney weddings, but it is minuscule. It is $20 off the price of a park hopper, and adding a park hopper option to a base ticket actually costs more than $20. It's like $35 or $40, so it's a really crummy discount. (laughs) Uh, I mean, obviously take it if you can get it, but you may find that you do better by ordering through a discounter, and you can find discount information on websites like mousesavers.com, mousemisers.com, and the Mouse for Less. They will list the legitimate sellers of discounted Walt Disney World tickets.
1: Yeah, and make sure it's not Craigslist. I know we had a a thing in the news a couple weeks ago about uh, some counterfeit Disneyland park tickets for sale through Craigslist, and people were pretty upset about that, and Disneyland couldn't reimburse them because they, they weren't selling tickets that were legitimate to begin with. So those people spent their money on tickets that they couldn't use.
0: Right. eBay's another one to watch out for. Yeah. So now getting around once you are on property either you're staying on property or just you need to get between the wedding events How do you get around at Walt Disney World? The resort is huge. It's 43 square miles. So often the bride and groom will provide transportation, especially if the ceremony and the reception are far apart. For example, if they're getting married at the Wedding Pavilion, which is up near the Magic Kingdom, but then they're having their reception at one of the ballrooms at the Yacht and Beach Club, usually they will provide transportation. Now, if they don't, it could be because you and many of their other guests are seasoned. Walt Disney World veterans, maybe everybody's planning to bring a car, and it's easier just to have the guests drive themselves but especially if they're doing something in the park where they're required to provide you transportation, you may find that there is a big charter bus waiting for you or a van or a limo or a fleet of town cars to take you between the different events and drop you off at the end of the night. So it could be if you find out that they are providing transportation, you may not even need to rent a car, especially since those who stay at Walt Disney World Resort hotels can use the free Magical Express service that will shuttle you between Orlando International Airport. And your hotel. So you could just use Magical Express and then hop on whatever transportation the bride and groom have on the actual wedding day. Now, if they aren't providing you transportation, it can be a really good idea to get a car because it takes a long time to get around property on. Disney's public transportation. So there are buses that will take you from your resort to downtown Disney or to the theme parks, but if you need to go between resorts, you have to change buses because there are no buses that go directly between resorts. So I would leave at least an hour if you need to get to the wedding pavilion and you're staying at Pop Century, for example, you would have to take a bus to the Magic Kingdom and then either take a monorail or a boat to the Grand Floridian and then walk from the Grand Floridian to the wedding pavilion and that's just one example but it's a lot of changing and walking around so just be sure to leave a lot of time now if they're having a dessert party in the evening at the grand floridian at the contemporary or inside epcot they may also be providing transportation to that if they are not again allow plenty of time to take a couple forms of transportation to get there if you don't have a car when you go to an epcot dessert party you should know that you will be entering, I would say 90% of the time, you will be entering Epcot through the International Gateway. So this is not the main entrance where the buses drop you off. The International Gateway is a back entrance on Crescent Lake, which is the lake that the boardwalk in, the yacht club, and the beach club are all on. So if you're staying at one of those resorts, or even at the Swan and Dolphin, you can actually walk or take a boat to the International Gateway and meet the guide to go to the dessert party. But again, if you're staying at Pop Century or any other place, you are going to need to take transportation to a park or to downtown disney and then change to a bus to the boardwalk or the beach club i do the beach club because the walk is about five minutes whereas from the boardwalk it can be up to 15 minutes just leave a lot of time for that and especially if you're going to be wearing nice clothes or heels or something you're not going to want to be rushing yeah now hope maybe you can talk a little bit about getting around because disneyland even though it's much smaller than walt disney world there is a lot of walking, and although there's a monorail, it only has two stops. So don't count on the monorail being able to get you to exactly where you want to go.
1: <laughs> yeah, especially because the monorail only takes you to the parks, and most of the time the weddings are taking place in the hotel areas. So getting on the monorail will just give you a, a tour of the parks and just will make you late to the wedding. So because Disneyland is so compact and everything's so close together, You can walk to everything. Most of the sites are on the same side of the property. So you're really only walking like five minutes from the ceremony to the cocktail hour and then another five minutes to the indoor reception area or just crossing the street to go from the ceremony to the reception. So it's just easier to get to. You don't have to worry about, you know, hopping on anything. Um, And then another note I would say is uh, I know a lot of people are staying close by Tend to drive to the wedding location. Now, unless you're staying a little further out from Disneyland, that's great. But if you're staying across the street, I would recommend just walking only because of the note I made earlier about the congestion around the resort. So you don't want to be that one person showing up after the bride because you decided to drive to the wedding instead of just walking a block up or something like that. Unless, of course, you have a medical situation, in that case, just cushion for time and drive yourself parking is included with the wedding fee that the bride and groom pay so you don't have to worry about paying for parking they do validate but also just again going back to cushioning for time sometimes the parking can be uh, very uh, hard to find because you're dealing with especially for morning weddings people that are, are checking out or checking in to the hotel so all of the choice parking spaces are taken and you end up Parking really farther out than you would want to. So what you save with driving to the location is what you're now wasting trying to find parking and getting from the parking lot to the location.
0: It's interesting how different the approach is, you know, what, what the requirements are for Disneyland versus Walt Disney World. And I guess that really is just because of the nature of the, the more local nature of Disneyland. And, of course, it's so much smaller. But, yeah, like you say, don't be fooled by the small size because it can take you an hour to drive the whole all the way around the resort if there's a lot of traffic.
1: Go in a circle, yes.
0: So those are the basics of attending a Disney's fairytale wedding at Walt Disney World or Disneyland. What we're going to do in the next episode is answer the frequently asked questions. And these are wedding guests' most common questions. When you first find out that you're going to a Disney wedding, you probably have a lot of questions. And we're going to hope to answer those in the next episode. So tune in next week for that. Thank you, Hope, so much for joining me today. I think you offered a lot of great information that's going to be really helpful to people going to a Disneyland wedding.
1: Yeah. Thanks for having me, Carrie. Um, I hope this is helpful. And um, yeah, if you get invited to Disney Wedding, definitely hit yes on your RCP. You're going to have a great time. That's our show for
0: today. If you enjoyed it, be sure to rate the Disney Wedding Podcast on iTunes so that others will find it. You can also send your comments, questions, and suggestions to info at disney wedding podcast.com. Past shows are available in iTunes and on the show's website. And for instant answers to all your Disney's fairy tale weddings questions, check out Passporter's Disney Weddings and Honeymoons guide, available as an interactive ebook with continual free updates at passporter.com/weddings.asp, or in print at passporter.com and amazon.com.